Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, this Yankee offense continues to be on life support, where Yankee players not named Aaron Judge can't buy a hit to save their lives. Uh, Yankees dropping two out of three to the Tampa Bay Rays. And now if things couldn't get any worse, more great news. Um, an injury out of literally out of left field, Andrew Benintendi, now going to be sidelined probably for the rest of the season, at least the rest of the regular season, with a freak Hamate uh, bone break in his wrist. Uh, tomato, tomato, Hamate, Hamate. Uh, weird injury, which is going to require surgery. Uh, that's just the fresh news. After taking a freaky swing, we'll get into all that, as well as preview the twin series. So Gary and Gio make their big return to the Bronx and also bring a special guest, Sonny Gray. So again, three former Yankees who, uh, uh, at least with Gary and uh, Sonny, didn't really have the best exits out of the Bronx here. Uh, so again, they come back and they will be facing the Yankees, uh, finding the Yankees coming home from this disastrous road trip. And of course, I'm uh, going to preview a new little series coming up called Remember When That Guy Was a Yankee. Kind of looking back at some Yankees that um uh, they, they were in the uniform for a while and maybe forgot them. They're only here for a cup of coffee. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy was a Yankee. So kind of preview, preview all that. But before we do, before and if you want to you know get that um, exclusive remember whens, I'm going to call them, uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So wherever you're listening to it right now, follow, subscribe. As they say, crush the subscribe button. I want you to crush that subscribe button and get notified new content comes up uh, throughout the rest of the season. So the Yankees embarking on this disastrous road trip. Again, the West Coast legs of it have been terrible. You know, splitting two against an uh, Oakland team that have no business splitting two with. And, of course, dropping two out of three against the an Angels. And, again, the theme of this whole thing is this: the offense is absolutely putrid. I mean, you had this situation one of the Oakland games where the Yankees, you know, lost in, lost in 11 innings and only managed, managed one actual base, technical base hit. So one base hit in 11 innings. And we've just seen this team shut down by pitches. They no business being shut down by. And it's, again... This is offense. This is completely dead right now, and this team uh, seems to really be unf- uh, just really buckling now. Uh, losing their large lead actually has gone down to sin- single digits, and now it's been cut in half. And again, it's just looking more and more evident that the Yankees are going to blow this lead uh, in September, which is going to be disastrous just because the fact how big they are up and how this team seems to be, um, you know, world beaters um, back in May and June, and now just pathetic. Uh, to watch and just can't score a run to you know to, to save their lives. So um, the first game again, this was again coming they're coming back east. Um, so before going back home to the Bronx, uh, flew from LA down to Tampa there, and of course you know Tampa always plays the Yankees tough. And last time Tampa came in here, took uh, two out of three from the Yankees, and the Yankees again just thanks to that uh, game winning freaky grand slam by uh, Josh Donaldson, almost got swept again. They couldn't even touch the Rays. Really, in that game, this got had this that one miraculous inning, uh, in extra innings there. Other than that, um, you know, Tampa pretty much shut the Yankees down, and it was pretty much the same case in this series. Except the Yankees were able to squeak out that final game uh, just because they scored a, an entire two runs. Wow, wowie! So, but we'll get into that. So first, the first game again was going to be uh, Jeffrey Springs versus Haman. Now, uh, you know, before the game, of course, the Yankees, since the offense has been terrible, you know, made the move to call up. Oswaldo Peraza from AAA. Again, they uh, promoted Volpe from AA to AAA. And I guess, man, again, this is, this offense is completely dead right now. I mean, no one's hitting outside a judge. Figured maybe a big, big little spark with Peraza. So he finally made the big club. Uh, he wouldn't really uh, be a factor in this game. Uh, he'll get a pinch hit later on, go 0 for 1. So, you know, wow, we there. Uh, but really, the big moment of this game really had nothing to do with the score. It was in the third inning where, again, as I mentioned before, Ben Attendee uh, took a swing and kind of winced. Uh, it needed to be removed from the game. Now, initially, they had an x-ray after the game and uh, turned out to be negative. Uh, so, if, you know, at first, it was this, they figured, all right, maybe we'll just put him on a, 
but they were going to put him on this on the 10 day IL list. But then again, further tests uh, revealed that he indeed did break um, a bone, his hamate bones, basically, basically the bones that connect the wrist um, to the hand, to the wrist there, and it's going to require surgery. So um, again, normally we figure uh, something, a sensitive, you know, especially for a hitter, a sensitive uh, kind of procedure like that. There's no way he'll be back for the rest of the season. But according to Benintendi himself, he had the same injury as a college freshman, and he feels that there's a good opportunity he might be able to come back by the final week of the season. But, you know, you just you just see what's going on with this team right now, and it's just looking bad. You know, you have, uh, you know, the fractured foot from Carpenter supposedly trying to come back by, you know, the final week of the season. Of course, Harrison Bader, again, the center fielder that they traded with Jordan Montgomery for, um, with the plan of fasciitis. And it's another situation where he swears he'll be back by September, but now you have these outfield pieces that are just uh, not going to be available. And I don't know, man, if Bennett didn't come back, great. But again, you, you assume coming back, he's going to have to, you know, get strength in that wrist again. I just don't think it's enough time to really come back, get enough strength in the wrist again and be what he, you know, could be, which again, has been terrific since the Yankees brought him over here. But still, um, you know, it is kind of a blow there. Now, in the short term, they're going to call up Floreal again. So they sent him back down, but now he's going right back up uh, to take Ben Attendee's spot. But again, uh, probably I, I I would be surprised if he does come back. So he probably must kiss Ben Attendee goodbye uh, for the rest of the season. So, you know, thanks for stopping by for a cup of coffee. Um, but in the game itself, um, it wasn't until the fourth inning that finally uh, someone scored, and it was the Rays, of course. Uh, David Peralta with an RBI uh, hit off of um, Herman. And Herman in this game wasn't bad at all. Um, he did pitch into the seventh. Uh, he went six and two-thirds of an inning, um, but he was responsible for leaving a runner on when he, when he did exit the game. And unfortunately, Greg Weissart, who the Yankees brought up, again, the AAA closer, who again really hasn't been that impressive, uh, served up a two-run home run. And in this inning, absolutely atrocious, uh, both Weissart and Anthony Banda, in the former Blue Jay the Yankees recently picked up, uh, gave, gave up three runs apiece, so a sixth-run um, sixth eighth inning overall um, for uh, the Rays at that point, putting uh, putting them up nine to nothing, and that'd be your final score. Uh, again, the game was really overall was close into the seventh inning. Again, I wouldn't really blame Herman. Again, he pitched enough to win the game. I mean, if he only given up, again, he gave up one run on his own. He was responsible for another run, which really was close to Weissert giving up a, a two-run home run to. Uh, Christian Bethencourt. But then that really, Herman deserved to win this game, but again, got no offensive support, uh, which again, this, this is where this team is right now. And it's got so bad that Boone didn't bother using any of his main guys uh, in this game. Actually, Marvin Gonzalez, yes, the uh, utility, every, every uh, position player, well, I guess he stuck up to that, uh, you know, took up to that title, actually threw an inning in this game uh, just, you know, just to save the bullpen. Uh, but again, this was a 9 nothing blowout. And uh, the Yankees couldn't get to do anything against uh, Jeffrey Spring. He pitched into the sixth, and then the, the Rays bullpen was able to shut the Yankees down. And the Yankees were blanked in this game, nine nothing. And as mentioned earlier, uh, Peraza did uh, get a pinch hit opportunity, but uh, did nothing with it. Uh, so just a miserable way to start off this uh, three game series against the Rays, dropping it nine nothing. Again, the bad news of losing Benintendi, probably for a good chance for the rest of the season. So a double whammy there for the Yankees. Uh, which then brought the Yankees to the second game, which is going to be, you know, Corey Kluber versus Clark Schmidt. And this right from the beginning, you know, the Yankees are at a disadvantage here. Now, for Kluber, this is like the fourth time the Yankees face in the season. You would think they would have picked up, up on something already, but all his other games, I know he didn't win the third game, but Kluber, for the most part, has gotten the better of the Yankees. Uh, again, the Yankees kind of had Kluber last season. 
Um, kind of decided to you know not resign him, which he kind of stood because he was hurt for the majority of the second half of the season. Of course, goes to the Rays, and of course now he's a world beat. Of course, you knew that was going to happen, and I mentioned that was going to happen way back in the start of the season. But again, when the guy's hurt like that, you, I, I don't blame him for not resigning. But nevertheless, uh, for the Yankees, Kluber actually just completely shut the Yankees down. He breezed through seven innings, um, only surrendered two hits, and again never in a situation where. Kluber, it was any you know any sort of threat, and or I don't even think he broke a sweat in this game. Uh, walked none, struck out four, and Clark Schmidt actually held his own. He wasn't terrible. He was responsible for two runs. Uh, it was a Yandy Diaz with a single that scored. Um, Siri Mahir put them up two nothing in that game in the third inning. And of course, you know you can't expect the Yankees to score more than two runs, so you knew they, they were going to lose the game. Uh, but of course, you know a little glimmer of hope there by by the only play was worth watching really. Uh, lately for the Yankees, and that's Aaron Judge in the ninth inning. Uh, off it, uh, Jason Adams hit a ho- um, home run to, I'd say, center, almost right, right center field there. Uh, nice line shot. So gave the you know the visiting Yankee fans, who again the Yankees are pretty much uh, you know more Yankee fans in that crowd than Tampa fans, gave them at least a little something to cheer for. Cut the lead to two to one there, but again you can't expect the Yankees to score more than one run, and of course they uh, fall two to one. Again another situation where Yankee pitching was fine, did its job for the most part. Again, Clark Schmidt pitching to the fifth, kind of kind of a spot start situation. Did his job. They only gave up two runs. You can't ask for anything more than that. But of course, the Yankees couldn't touch Kluber at all. I mean, really, I mean, the swing and missing a big time in those pitches. Now, as Waldo uh, Peraza was able to start the game, and he did turn a, a, a nice double play there, but go all for three. And again, he's still in search of his first career hit. So you know, all the hoopla over you know, bring up Peraza, bring up Peraza, bring up Peraza. Well, so far, you know. We haven't seen much from him, but we'll, we'll see if that, uh, you know, if he could turn that around. And but, but the, again, the more uh, worrisome part that now the Yankees dropped the first two games of the series, and now like like every other series with the Yankees, just desperate to not get swept, uh, which they you know managed to do in the third game there. But again, nothing to feel good about this series, and nothing to feel good about this road trip, and really nothing to feel good good about this second half of the season. So the third game, it was going to be Frankie Montas versus. Uh, Sean Armstrong. Now, Montas' last start in, in Anaheim wasn't good at all. Gave up three home runs. Now, overall, only surrendered four runs total. So you would think, you know, you only give up four runs. Maybe the Yankees at least score a couple runs for him, keep the game close there. But, of course, the Yankee offense did nothing in that game. And Montas took the loss. This time, Montas, though, around, had a much better start. But before we get into Montas, uh, the man of the hour again, Judge, who um, hit his 52nd home run the night before, first pitch of the game off of Armstrong, hits a bomb, absolute bomb to left field, almost hits the roof. Uh, they actually measured it at 450 uh, feet, so a real jolt uh, to start this game for the Yankees. And just to look at the Yankee lineup, just to show how bad things and how depleted they are and all the injuries and everything. Um, actually, Oswaldo Cabrera, who's been up you know, up here for the Yankees for a couple of weeks, actually had him hit in third, which, you know, you understand the switch hitter and figure, all right, maybe he's mature, he can handle that. But this goes to show how bad this Yankee offense is, where you need to have Oswaldo Cabrera, who you just called up, you know, from the, the minors a couple of weeks ago, to not be a number three hitter there. So uh, this shows the Yankees are in a bad, bad state of mind there. Now, little sparks in the second inning, not offensively, but um, Josh Donaldson up against Armstrong. Now, Donaldson was ahead of the count 3 and 0, and on the fourth pitch, Armstrong went high and tight, uh, gave uh, Donaldson a little chin music. Uh, which uh, caused both benches to clear out there. Now, you might, you know, as we all know with Donaldson, we've, we've seen a situation 
amongst other teams, you know, this whole season. Very chirpy. You see him getting into face some other pitches and other players like that. You know, he just kind of seems to be that guy that rubs people the wrong way. And again, remember, it was Donaldson that hit that game-winning grand slam uh, the last time the Rays visited the Yankees. So, uh, was some trash talking? Was it this or that? Um, who knows? But again, you can make the case that, look, hey, this pitcher was up, you know, the pitcher was behind. Three zero on Donaldson, so maybe he just didn't have his control, and the fourth pitch really didn't have his control. So who knows what the situation is, or maybe he just fell behind Donaldson. He forgot. Since I'm going to walk this guy anyway, let me just buzz one right near his uh, his chin there. So the bench is clear; nothing bad happened. Uh, but again, you know, this Donaldson and someone else yet again uh, getting into it. Um, and in the fifth inning, a little bit more fireworks this time from Aaron Boone. So Montas still pitching in his fifth inning of work. Um, there was a swing there, and and uh, um, it's the bat hit Higgy, Higgy's glove, and the umpire called catches interference and awarded the, the Rays hitter first base. Boone didn't like the call. He came in and argued. He was tossed. And this was actually the Yankees' 12th time they've been called for catches interference, which actually leads the entire um, majors. And a lot of it has to do with the, you know, the way the Yankees frame pitches now with both Higgy and Trevino trying to snap the, the, the glove up there at the right time to try to steal some strikes. So they feel that might be part of it, which, again, the Yankees have been getting the benefit of some calls like that with Higgy and Trevino. So maybe it has something to do with it. But nevertheless, boom, kicked out um, of this game. So it stayed one nothing until the seventh inning. Now Judge left off, let off the seventh with a double. Uh, DJ will move him over on a sack fly, and then Cabrera hitting him in that number three hole uh, paid off a boon with a sacrifice fly, put the Yankees up at that point two to nothing. And then it came down at the ninth where uh, the Yankees almost blew this one. So, again, that's why you don't really feel good about this win at all. Now, Clay Holmes, as you know, he's been out for a while with the back spasms, came back in the you know for the Angels series, and then the two appearances he had was pretty good, kind of looked like his old self again. So you figure maybe – he, you know, uh, you, you know, you can feel confident again at him closing games. Uh, this game would not make you feel confident. So David Peralta in the ninth, led off with a double, moved third in a sack fly. So he had a runner on third with one out. Now Mahir up, he would get a single, an RBI single to score Peralta. So cut the lead to two to one there with one out. Aranda would double after that, put runners on second and third with two outs. And with Yandy Diaz up, a single at this point would have scored both runs, and the Yankees would have lost this game in a walk-off fashion, 3-2. to two. Uh, So, again, got really dicey until the end. And Andy Diaz, got a good hitter, has, you know, hurt the Yankees a bunch of times this season. But Clay Holmes was able to get a, one of those low snap strikes, cold third strike there, and the Yankees were barely able to hold on to win this game. And for Holmes, uh, his 18th save, but, again, he had to work for it. Uh, again, and almost blew this lead, almost blew the 2 nothing lead there. So, yeah, great, you hold on to win there, but... Don't feel good about this win. Don't feel good about this series. And, again, just don't feel good about this team right now. Uh, but Montas, again, good news you take away from there. Bounced back from his bad, uh, previous bad start and just gave the Yankees five shutout innings. No walks. Just surrendered one hit with seven strikeouts. Not sure why he couldn't go a little deeper into this game, but I guess take him out with a lead and with a good performance and, you know, let him leave with a good frame of mind there. But probably could have been a situation maybe he could have gone another inning. And, again, lucky that Clay Holmes – was able to hold on to this win. The Yankees have to settle for that, not getting swept, which, you know, it's always with the Yankees. They always got to fight for that last game to not get swept. So this is not a good place for the Yankees. And, and overall, a four and six road trip. So nothing really to feel good about. Uh, nothing to feel bounced back about. And figure out oh, we're in a new month, September. They'll turn things around. No, it's not. No, it looks like the same old team. And for the Yankees, 
Uh, you remember with Rizzo, he didn't play that final Angels game and the back in, back uh, balking on him a little bit now. Supposedly he took an epidural. Uh, he wasn't available for this race series. Now, they, they haven't put him on the IL yet, but after the epidural, um, they, they say he was moving around, feeling a little bit better. So it seems like um, he's going to come back for this team and most likely be available for the Twins series when the Yankees come back home to, again, host the Twins. But, again, you're just seeing a lot of this bad stuff here with not the Benintendi injury. Good chance he's gone. Rizzo, okay, the epidural seems to work. He's feeling better right now. But, you know, this bad back issue is just, it's just, it's something that's going to be here for the rest of the season. You have the whole DJ Toe situation. Clearly, DJ LeMayu, not saying he's terrible, but he's just not. he doesn't seem his complete self. So I'm sure that toe's bothering him there a little bit. So this Yankee offense is really in bad shape right now. And it's just to the point now we're seeing Hicks again in left field and this Hicks having a terrible season and Florio, you know, all right, he's okay defensively, but we haven't seen anything with his bat that makes you feel any comfortable. And, and of course he can't play stand too much at all in the outfield because now he's, you know, of course with his Achilles injury, um, he's able to play fine DH, but there's no chance. I don't think Yankees is going to put him in the outfield to serve that Achilles any further. And he really hasn't done anything at all with the bat since coming back. And so again, who knows if he's able to really plant his feet properly uh, to take some good swings the way he does. So, you know, this is against a Yankee team right now. This is really beat up Haggard. And again, other than Judge, is this completely dead right now. Uh, so, you know, just things aren't too happy in, in Yankee land. And just look at some of the Yankees' offensive stats. Again, you understand this because Judge is having an MVP season. But batting average, Judge leads the team with 299 batting average. Runs, Judge leads the team in runs in 107. Home runs, of course, Judge leads the team with 53. RBIs, of course, Judge leads the team with 115. And stolen bases, okay, somebody else other than Judge. Well, actually, now right now it's Judge and kind of Fleffer tied for 15 apiece there in stolen bases. So, again, Judge doing everything for this team, but it's not a good sign that no one else is hitting more than Judge in terms of batting average. Or it'd be nice to see someone have more stolen ba- bases than a guy who's six foot seven, you know? And maybe it's good to have, see someone have you know, score um, maybe more runs and be on base in front of Judge and have more runs to their name. Uh, but again, this team right now is all judge right now. And you look, just look at these um, three Tampa games, first game score zero, second game score one. Thanks to a judge home run. And then, then the third game score an entire two runs. And of course, one of those runs is from one swing of Aaron judge. So this offense right now, not in a good place. Um, so we'll just gonna see, you know, again, at some point, when are they going to wake up and this lead from the nail is dwindling down very rapidly. Now the Yankees have three more games with Tampa. Uh, in September. Uh, so, again, those games are probably going to be pretty huge. But I mentioned before that Tampa and Toronto play each other whole like, about like eight or nine times in September. So they could beat each other up a little bit there. That would help the Yankees. Uh, but, of course, you know, uh, you know, the Yankees got to handle their own business right now. And, then again, the only good news is that, again, overall the pitching is held tight there. You're still not sure who your closer is. You're still not going to be holding your breath with Clay Holmes. But, overall, the starting pitching has kept the Yankees in all these games for the most part. It's just they're getting absolutely no offense. So as mentioned before, I'm going to kind of start a new thing called Remember When. Uh, it's going to look at some random Yankee plays that, you know, maybe you don't think about. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy was a Yankee. So the first one's going to be Dale Swain. Remember, he was with the Yankees for a cup of coffee back in 1998. So, again, you probably had a Dale Swain baseball card at some point. If you grew up in the 80s, it seemed like he was this, you know, changed teams all the time. And every time I opened up a pack of baseball cards, I always had a Dale Swain card. So for some reason, it just always sticks when I had that guy. So that'll be the first episode coming up. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, this episode, as well as those special Remember When episodes, only exclusive for podcast subscribers. So smash that follow, like, subscribe button, and get updated when new content comes up throughout the rest of this season. 
and a little off season signing off. Mm-hmm.